welcome back. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> Episode four. And uh, it's not a trilogy. It's yeah. not Star Wars. It's a quadrilogy. <laughs> I have a joke for episode four, though. Oh, I had one, remember? Oh, and I screenshotted it, so let me get the joke. Okay, y'all. Okay. I got a joke. It says, so if you have kids during an entanglement, are the kids called knots? (laughs) (laughs) We should talk I got a joke. (laughs) You might really... I don't know if you're going to like this joke. You might... I have a feeling you might think it's retarded. Uh, probably. So, like, a guy is sitting at a bar... And then another guy walks in and sits down beside him, but he has a giant pumpkin head. Okay. And he's like, "What? what's going on? Like, what? how do you have a giant pumpkin head? And the guy's like, well, I found like a genie. He gave me three wishes. And so first thing, I asked for a million dollars. Got the million dollars. Second thing I asked for was like a, a beautiful woman. I got the beautiful woman. And then the third wish is where I really screwed up. And he's like, what? What do you mean? What happened? What happened? He's like, well, I, I wish for a giant pumpkin head. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. I'm super sorry about that joke. And I'm super sorry that we took a week off. It wasn't on purpose. We didn't close down the convenience store on purpose. Yeah, what was the excuse? It just, we were just too busy last weekend? Yeah, we were just so busy. We couldn't, you know, Asif's parents are moving out of their house, getting ready to sell, and Asif's been having to deal with some of the the last minute things of our stuff that are there from when we used to live there. Mm -hmm. And that's really eating into our podcast time. Mm. Um, and we almost did that again this weekend. Well, kind of. I kind of did that all yesterday. Yeah. Because we were supposed to record yesterday. I'm so over it, but y'all. But anyways, welcome back. Uh, we are now on Apple Podcasts. Shout outs to Apple so Podcasts. So go no follow longer. us there. Rate it. Like, just give it a five-star rating. That shit actually matters and does something. Even if you don't like it. Even if you don't think it deserves five stars. I disagree. Just I think give you it five st- stars anyways. Because what do you have to lose? No. See, I think if you hate it, you can still give it a one star. But tell us why. No. Give <laughs> us five star and don't tell us why. How about that? No, but uh, um, also follow us on Spotify. We're on Spotify also. Yeah, but and if you subscribe YouTube to YouTube and Instagram, all of it, it's all the Nur's eyes on all of those things. And also, if you could not only rate us on Apple Podcasts, but leave leave a rating, a review, a review, leave a review. It really helps us out. That's how we chart. We charted for like a couple of days. In to Switzerland. In Switzerland. Shout out Switzerland. Shout out to, what am I, a fourth? Yes, your roots supporting you. Look at your roots supporting you. I mean, better late than never, right? Like a tree. Anyways, <laughs> like a tree. But yeah, if you leave us a review, I will give you a shout out on my personal Instagram page, okay? So please leave us a review. It's a huge prize. And I'm going to do that for everyone that's left a review um, recently. So th- now's a good time to like promote your business, you know? 
trying to survive this COVID shit. Oh my god, what a mess! What a mess! It's they're locking everything back down now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I feel Everyone's really, really scared all over again. Bad for California. I hope that doesn't happen. To Seems Colorado. like it's gonna I really, I really feel like um, it might, it maybe might not ever go back to normal. Like I think maybe this is just the new normal. And it's not flat in the curve. It's not like flat in the curve the second time. It's just this is just how it's always going to be from now on. It kind of feels like that. I think that's what's like. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to this shit. Because like, I don't know. I just feel like politicians are milking it, y'all. I really do. I really, really do. You don't believe in science. (laughs) I don't believe in. I guess I don't. Um, Drink of the day. Do you have a drink of the day every episode? I do. It's my new thing. Okay. Grape juice. Welch's to be exact. Just regular grape juice? Regular Or did you put something in it? No. You didn't make it fizzy or... No. I thought about mixing some pamplemousse. Speaking of which. Awesome drink of the day. Pamplemousse. You should have done an ASMR moment with that, but you missed it. So. What, of opening this? Yes. Right into the microphone? Yes, sir. I don't sir. think that would be ASMR. It is, actually. That, that would be a loud noise. ASMR has got to be quiet noises. Well, you're, to you. Correct. So, we've got some topics here. Um, I also posted on Instagram. I do want to talk about... Going back to our joke, I think we should open it up with talking about the Will Smith, Jada. Oh, God. Okay. First of all, I want to say... What do you have to say? I'm a huge fan of the Smith family. Okay, I really like Will Smith's movies. Absolutely. This didn't change how you felt about them? Not one bit. It actually made them let me like them a little bit more. Wow. Um, Jada Pinkett is a hot AF, okay? Them as a couple, cutest thing ever. With that being said. Does she said, have lots of plastic surgery or no? No, she is, I'm 100% convinced she might get a little Botox, but I haven't other than like that, really, I guess, seen her that much. Are you kidding me? But I've seen her back in the day and oh, she looked good, but I saw her she, what she looks like now and she doesn't no. look super great. Are you, are you out of your mind? Yeah, she looks old. No, she does not. Jay, she doesn't look like she's aged a day, that a day. That is false. In my humble opinion. Okay, go look at some old pictures then. No, that's what you feel like. you're tripping. Jada Pinkett is hot-ish, okay? And when she was hanging out with Tupac, yeah, but no, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. I think you just don't like the short haircut. I that's don't know. a factor, I'm sure. But Asif, okay, tell tell us what you thought when we were talking about it. Well, I don't know if I want to speak on it because I, I never watched the interview oh, or anything. Oh, I watched the interview. I love that, like, it seems like they've forgiven each other for all their little affairs. I don't get why nobody's talking about, like, Will Smith, how he was like, I'm going to get you back. And she's like, oh, really? No, I'm pretty sure you already got me back. So, to me, that translated, like, he's already had his entanglements. And he... I think that's a given, isn't it? Isn't right? any dude that's super balling and famous so, and a celebrity, isn't that a given that he's just going to have some women on the side? Okay, so why is everybody coming for her neck then? Because, because y'all of, are sexist. No, it's because, no, if the same situation was a guy instead of Jada, 
people would be like uh, really coming for the dude's neck like he's some kind of sexual predator because that's i think basically what happened like a, a much older woman went for a much younger super messed up like emotionally destroyed person and basically victimized them um and if it was a dude what? if it was some rich dude doing that to some like super young <clears throat> chick that was emotionally unstable everyone would be calling them out as like some kind of sexual predator but because it's a girl and the roles know. are reversed it's not happening i don't know about all that but wait so why was everyone everyone was so mad because they felt like she was a predator I mean, that's what it seems like. Like I said, okay, I didn't everyone... follow it super closely. I didn't watch any of these interviews. No. That's what it seems like to me. It was a way younger dude who's a mess and a way older Everyone's woman. a mess. How about that? No. Everyone's a mess to an extent, so we're just going to like... No. Whatever. No. We're going to agree to disagree. What a concept. And that's moving into our next topic. Look at those transitions. Y'all. Nobody knows how to agree to disagree anymore, and I'm over it. I think that's pathetic. I think it's so pathetic. Like, that, if you I disagree. Ag- no, but <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can't agree to disagree, you are not an adult, okay? Yeah. Which is totally fine, like, if you just don't want to be, like, you know, adulting ever, like, because same. But, like... We should be able to listen to other people's opinions and, you know, thoughts and on things and not get so fucking mad about it. Yeah. Like, I was on live the other day and people were losing their shit over something I said. Like, what? What did you said? What did I said? Eat is canceled. Yo, do you listen back? Do you listen back to our podcast? Yeah. Why? Because I listen back to them. And I I mean, I think it's different because you've been on YouTube and stuff forever. You've been performing I listen forever. to myself. You're used to it. <laughs> I'm not used to it. And I fucking hate how I sound. I think you have the hottest voice ever. But isn't that like everyone thinks their voice sounds super weird, right? No, not. Well, like, do you think your voice sounds horrible? I don't think it sounds horrible. I think it can sound really Because I listen to them just like, yo, I sound horrible. No. I never want to hear that. I love, I love like even calling you on the phone and just like listening to your voice. So shout outs to you, Austin. But what, do you I, feel that same way about your voice when you hear it back or no? I do a little, to an extent, but I have, I have specific reasons why. What do you mean? I told you I sound a little high pitched and like little young girl sometimes and I don't like that. Oh, you don't like to sound young? I don't. Why are you lying? I like to sound like a woman on the phone or like over... <laughs> Like my mouth would like a little more. You want to be young forever. I I'm going to be but young not in forever. Voice. You want to be young girl with an old lady voice. Yeah, I want. You know what I want? What, what voice I want? I want a little raspy voice. Well, order you some cartons of cigarettes and get to work. Oh, speaking of, let's transition into that topic slightly. What? I've never missed smoking so much in my life. Oh really? You miss it? I miss it so much. I think about it every day. I was day. just thinking about hookah the other day. And like, I was just like, dang, I would, are the, all the hookah, I assume all the hookah shops are closed. No, they're not. Really? They're not. I'm and trying to go. You can stay home. 
No, yeah. you're an asshole. I'll, also, I'll FaceTime you from the hookah spot. <laughs> you're a dick. Listen. I, I was really just thinking about it last night. I was like, damn, like, if it wasn't for COVID, that sounds great right now. Just I do want to give a shout out because um, a friend of, he's like a mutual friend. He just started a channel on YouTube. I did not approve this and I have no idea who this is or <laughs> where it's going. And on Instagram. And if, if, if this just cuts... <laughs> No. To, a, to, to another segment, you guys will understand why. Stop, Asif. Um, he just started um, an Instagram reviewing like different hookahs. Cool. And you've never met him. It's Sarah's friend, really. I've just met him once. Shout and out to Sarah's friend. We're not plugging your actual Instagram. Goodbye. Asif, Next you're subject. an asshole. Next no, we are because let me tell you why. I've looked for something like this. My. Like forever, and he explains everything. He breaks it down like perfectly. Is he and sending I, us a hookah? He doesn't own hookahs. All right, send us a hookah, then we're gonna talk Asif's about your Instagram trash. name. Moa smokes. <laughs> what? Okay, it's M O A smokes on Instagram, and the link for his YouTube channel is in his bio. But everybody should go follow him and check out his YouTube channel because when we, we need to buy a hookah and we need to like. He's going to tell us which one to get because he's like the hookah connoisseur. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, shout out to him. Okay? I don't know. I kind of like going out. Oh, that's a first? Yeah, I feel like it's... I don't know. No, it's just... The last couple of times that we went to get hookah, I feel like it was better than just having it at home. Also... Side note, you totally just cut me off when we I was transitioning into one of the topics. Big sir. Facts. So back to it. What? Agreeing that nobody to can get along anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Why I, is that? I think it's because um everything is so emotionally driven now. That goes into cancel culture, by the way. It really does. Yo, fuck cancel culture. And if you participate in it, fuck you too. Cancel culture is canceled. So there's that. Um, but and, everything's... And if you're religious, you know, because I, I, I'm not super religious, but I know that I have a lot of stupid religious people that, like, you know, claim to be, like, super religious and, like, you know, follow everything the Prophet Sallallahu does and whatever, and you, like, claim to preach that, and you all participate in cancel culture. Yeah. And how that is that a judgmental thing? 70 excuses, mother... Effers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone has their own, like, moralistic stances and stuff, uh, which is fine. You know, do whatever you want. Think whatever you want. Believe whatever you want. Like, whatever you think is right for you, go for it. The problem is when you become authoritarian in your approach to everyone else who doesn't agree with you. Stop the, it. The, the freedom that you enjoy in order to practice what you believe has to be afforded to everyone else who doesn't believe that. For real. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to practice it if we didn't have that freedom. So that same freedom that allows you to exercise and practice the way that you think is right is the same freedom that has to be afforded to everyone else that doesn't necessarily think that. And And there's just this idea that, like, because everything is so moralized and everything is so emotionally driven that... Listen, I know what's right, and if you disagree with me, then you're just a bad person. You know, and it's just like... It's, it's trash. <laughs> yeah. 
And people that participate in that shit are trash. And it's like the majority these days. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's on both sides now. It was mainly, like, one-sided politically. um, But now... I think both sides have seen how effective it can be, and, and so everyone's doing no, it. No, but it's spilled over. It, like, forget politics. You know, it's spilled over into everything else. Mm, like what? Like, I, you see it in the beauty industry. I mean, you see it with anything. You say anything, and everybody wants to jump on. I mean, I think that's why deleting comments on YouTube became a thing. Because mm. it wasn't a thing when I started. You just let people talk shit, right? right? Yeah. But the problem is people see a talk shitting comment and it gives them balls, okay? And then they all jump on this like, you know, they all get starting to feel ballsy and shit. And like, so now everyone's like into the like the censorship type, you know? Yeah. It's stupid. And that shit is really scary to me, you know? Like, I grew up like uh, very influenced by dystopian shit like 1984 and Brave New World and all that kind of stuff. And those kind of things are very prophetic as to where this goes, like where the natural evolution of this slippery slope type of shit goes. When you create um, a culture or a society that is about censorship and self-censorship and making people afraid to say what they really think, you know, it, it ends up terrifying. Yeah. And it doesn't stop at, like, let's just be nice to each other and not hurt each other's feelings. Like, that's not where it stops. Mm-hmm. It goes down a very slippery slope. So, yeah. Um, it just happened to me the other day when I was on live and I said something about, like, Eid. And what else did it, was I talking about? Uh, something about the mosque, I think you something said. Something about the mosque. Like, just the same shit that, like, we said on, like, the, one of the first or second podcasts. And people were getting so fucking crazy. Like, y'all were losing your shit. Yeah, the, see, that's, that's and you another... you look so pathetic. That's another thing that I've noticed is, like, you know, people talk about, like, the echo chambers that social media puts us in, where you get into a group of people that only agree with you. Mm-hmm. You only interact with people that reinforce your beliefs and your ideas. Right. So your beliefs and ideas never get challenged by any other perspectives. And I think that's one of the biggest problems right now. Like, we have to make sure... That we are friends with people and have conversations with people that disagree with us, that have different perspectives and beliefs and ideas than us. We have to, if we care about our ability to think and our ability to be civil with each other and the future of this culture, you have to do that. that. That is something critical. And those conversations are way more interesting and way more fulfilling if you're talking to someone who doesn't have... Like, you don't need to have a conversation with someone that thinks exactly like you. You guys could just both shut up and stare at each other's... Like, look into each other's beautiful eyes. Like, you don't even need to have a conversation. You need to have a conversation with other perspectives because regardless of what the other perspective is, they probably know something that you don't know. There's probably something you could learn. Yeah. And this kind of idea of, like... Oh, I couldn't like that's such arrogance that like yeah. I you have nothing to teach me. I could learn nothing from you. You're just a bad person and I understand everything already, so I don't need to learn anything. So you're just wrong and I don't need to have a conversation with you. I don't know, and it's crazy because I feel like growing up, like I remember my teenage years and we did a lot of like interfaith thing with like our youth group. 
Mm. Like, I feel like that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I think everyone's very isolated into their own groups. But, like, that was huge for us when we were, like, like in high school and, like, the end of middle school. Like, I remember, remember, like, we used to do stuff with the youth group all the time. Like, interface stuff. I don't remember that. I do. I totally remember it. And I totally remember also being at some of them. Maybe so. But I feel like that used to be, like, huge. And now nobody, like, care. I mean, not nobody. I feel like a lot of people don't care to do stuff like that anymore. Everyone, because of that. All of the um, identity politics that are so prevalent now have just reinforced people's um, identity as a member of a group instead of an individual. Mm -hmm. And so I think everything is being reinforced in that direction where it's all about the group that you're from and it's not about uh, like let's learn from other groups let's cooperate with other groups it's like no this is my group i got to do what's good for my group not what's good for everybody not what's good for the country not what will help anyone grow but just let me just push my own specific tribalistic group yeah, I don't know. And I remember, I, I guess, going back into the, like those interfaith field trip things we'd go on. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it was just to, like, get to know other people from different faiths. Mm-hmm. But part of me now thinks, like, were, were, like, our leaders, like, were they always just, like, pushing it just to, like, do dawa? Because that's annoying. <laughs> Low key. Probably so. Like, that, that's that's another key. Like when you're like having conversations with people that uh, you don't agree with yeah. or that have different perspectives. Like that's the key is when you're having those conversations, if you approach it from an arrogant uh, perspective of like, oh, I'm going to teach this person or I'm going to own this person or I'm going to like convert this person to my way of thinking, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. The conversation is to help you learn about the world and to help you think like, if you have all of these uh, ideas and beliefs and whatever, and they've never been challenged by any outside perspective, you haven't thought through them as well as you should have. Like, you need... It, it, it will literally help you think mm-hmm. at a very basic level when you uh, present your ideas to someone else other than yourself. And I think by doing that the correct way, you'll be doing better dawa than just, like, fucking trying to like shove it down people's throats yeah well i think that's that whole idea of like we need to go be doing dawa i think is a false perspective well that's i mean what do you mean because Because people like that should not be the goal that is not the goal is to convert people so we have more people on our team that's not the goal of it like if you look at how like all of like malaysia and indonesia and stuff became muslim like those are the most populated muslim countries now Mm mm-hmm but they didn't uh, become Muslim because someone went there and tried to like give them dawah and convert them so we could have more players on our team. It was completely roundabout. They interacted with traders mm. who were Muslim, who came to the islands to trade and never brought up Islam or Muslims or anything. They didn't make dawah to them. They traded with them. Mm. And the people there realized like these are the most uh, morally upstanding, honest businessmen that we've ever dealt with what is going on who are you how things have changed right (laughs) but so now we don't want to be morally upstanding we don't want to be honest we don't want to be a great example we want to just be self-righteous and try to get 
convince more people to get on our team. It's completely backwards. I mean, in there, converting other people is not the important thing. The yeah. the important thing is to try to like be doing right yourself. You don't even need to be worrying about anyone else. Yeah, that will happen naturally if you're doing shit right. Facts. You have anything else to say on that topic? No. What else you got for us? Well, I was talking to Asif, and I was like, I think we should um, touch on this. Um, and he had some interesting good points about it. I, w- I wanted him to talk about, like, why, how he can stay so positive all the time. Asif's a very positive, optimistic person, and I'm, like, kind of sort of the opposite. <laughs> I'm a negative Nancy over here. Um, and I look at myself as, like, kind of, like, a real realist. I don't know. And Asif... Asif's always dogged on me for the way that I think. Well, I have a couple things to say. Okay, but wait. I'm going to give him a backstory. So you dogged on me for that mentality. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like shit because I feel that, like, think and feel that way Mm -hmm. because of you. Mm -hmm. Not agreeing to disagree with me, sir. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And Asif started talking to me. It's it's really funny. Every time I'm like, Asif, we need to like sit down and put our topics together. And then he'll start going in like we're on the podcast. And I'm like, you need to stop <laughs> and hold your so thoughts. So you can have a first time reaction. Yes. React or in else real time. It's scripted, sure. Yeah. Okay. Go in. Well, I think the, um, like you were talking about, what were you saying? You're like, if you're negative. Mm hmm. Like, your negativity or positivity has a lot to do with your conception of the world. Yes. And your consciousness and your mental state that you choose to go by, like, the story that you choose to tell yourself about yourself, the story that you choose to tell about your life. Right. Depending on what perspective you tell that story from, the world can be either a very negative or a very positive place. The and only thing that's changing is your mind. You're not changing the world. You're not changing your life or your story. You're only changing your mind. If you change your mind, you could change the world. That's the power of consciousness. And I real, I'm realizing that. I think within the last year and a half, I've realized that. And so I, that's like a slow, it's like a work in progress for me. It's like, you know what really made me realize that? Was when I went to New York last time. Okay. I was in New York City, and I don't know how long, maybe six months or a year or something before that, Mazin had moved to New York City. Yeah, shout-outs to Mazin. Yeah. And uh, so I was out there for a few days. I found the cheapest, like, sketchiest Airbnb in New York City in, in, uh, in Bed-Stuy. It was like two blocks away from the Big E mural. Oh. Uh-huh. And so I just like, you know, they have the bike rentals and I was just riding all around New York City exploring it on on uh, on a bike and Mazin was living in uh Staten Island, mm-hmm. Shaolin, and li- working in Manhattan. And so I met up with Mazin in Manhattan. And I was like, yo, like, let's, like, where should we go? What should we do? Like, exploring. I've been everywhere on my bike, been through all the, you know, Brooklyn right. and 
Williamsburg Bridge and through Manhattan up to Harlem and stuff. And okay. he was like, yo, like I, I don't really go anywhere. Like I just go to work and go back home. Okay. I like, I went, I went to uh, Times Square and like almost got jumped. And I was like, if I can't feel safe in Times Square, where am I going to go in New York that I'm going to feel safe? How does he almost get jumped? I don't know. I don't know what the details were. What are you doing? I don't know what the details were. But he was like, no, I don't really, I'm not really vibing with it. I just go home and go to work. Oh, and that's sad. So that night I went to a concert and then I went back to my place in Bed-Stuy at like three o'clock in the morning. And went back, and there were there was no problems. Like I was walking through bedside three or four in the morning, but I didn't have any problems. Hmm. And I realized like my experience of what New York City was was so completely different than what his was. Not because it was a different place, because we thought about it differently. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Why for every scenario you agree with that for every no, single scenario? Of course, there's exceptions to everything. Oh, okay. But I'm just, I just saying, wanted to make if sure. you make up your mind that like oh this is gonna this is like. If you make up your mind that like, oh, I'm going to be victimized, I might be victimized, people are going to mess with me, you're going to attract that to you where people are going to victimize you and mess with you. And if you walk down the street like I'm not someone that people mess with, then people are probably not going to mess with you. Hmm. Like it literally changes your reality for you based on how you think about something. You know what also made me realize that recently? What? I have a friend that I follow on Instagram. Gosh, know her name but okay it's because i've met her over i met her once in public and then like we really i feel like i got to know her a little bit more over instagram so i just i see her on instagram mostly because she lives in la she's like anyways she's all into like energy and like crystals and like you know just manifestation and stuff and she posted something like the other day and it made me realize because this i've been thinking about like giving birth a lot lately yeah and how terrified i am of that mm-hmm. and i'm like how why am i so terrified like i was a boss ass bitch the first time around like why how what was the difference why could i do it then and i feel like i, I feel like i can't do it now <laughs> yeah and it was just, like, the difference in mentality. Right. Like, I was a teenager. Like, I was, like... like you didn't no- know enough to be afraid, so nothing, you weren't afraid. No, not even that. I sh- I was more afraid then, but I, I put, like, mind over matter type shit. Like, I put my mind to it. I was... I wanted to do it naturally. I wanted to do it this way. I, I Like, my birthing plan was super strict, I feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get, like... The cutting, like, so that just ties into that for me. I realized, like, it was just, like, my mental state. And if I just prepare myself like I did last time mentally, again, I can do it. I can do anything. Yeah. I think uh, that's... People vastly underestimate the power of the mind in consciousness. Like, we don't understand it at all. Scientists don't understand it at all what consciousness is and how it affects reality you know i figured it her like Instagram like the out. uh okay you want to drop laney true l-a-n-i-t-r-u-e uh she started out doing makeup now she's just oh my god awesome look at her like she puts amber rose to like um shame 
because she's bomb and she she has a buzz cut and she's like the hottest shit and i love her but it's like you know like how placebo stuff works yeah kind of i get yeah so, so that's like so they'll real. give you a pill that is zero percent effective they'll give you something that is not medically effective at all but if you just believe that this thing is going to cure you you will get cured by it like it can literally heal and like repair and like whatever they're trying to do medically there will be a certain percentage of people that it works for when there's nothing real happening it's a sugar pill there's nothing in it to actually do anything. It's only your brain and the power of belief and consciousness that makes your body heal itself. We don't understand how this type of shit works and what kind of potential uh, transformation to reality that could make if we could really fully harness that. Well, isn't that the same thing as why like stress kills? Explain. Like if you're so, you know how they say that like stress is like super bad for you, like your like actual health Mm -hmm. i don't think it's because of that i mean maybe that has a yeah because you're just as stressed if you think about it like stress is just like thinking no stress literally has like physiological and biological effects on your body so does thinking negatively i bet you those go to hand in hand yeah so what are you talking about sir um, I'm talking about how consciousness can affect things. And I'm, that's literally what I was saying. Aside too. from biological. Well, same thing to me. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> but anyway, so we're talking about how you are more negative than me. Yeah. And so. And I how was, he's always giving me shit for it. Yeah, because to me, I'm just like, you could just change your mind about that and then you don't have to be as miserable. Then we, our like, child would, would die. why would you not just <laughs> choose? Like, you could literally just choose to not be bothered by stuff. You could choose to be happy or at least not be upset by things. But then our it's kids would be dead? Well, yeah, I was listening to Jordan Peterson and he was talking about how if you take like personality tests that women um, in general have much higher levels of negative emotion and are much more prone to anxiety and neuroticism. And I, I don't know what the degree was, but it was like a significantly higher degree than men. So he was saying that he thought it was because women have to be programmed that way in order to take care of their infants Mm. that when when babies are born they're so helpless for so long that they need someone that is completely in tune to any possible problem and so for that reason if you're more neurotic you're going to be thinking about problems before they even happen you're going to i do which that's what the baby needs for the first year or two of its life you know if you're just like a dude and you're just more prone to not even thinking about that stuff you're just busy with other shit there's going to be lots of problems that could be that could prove fatal to the child that if you're more in tune to it the way women are then the child might have survived so it's when you think about it that way the woman's mind and biological like body is biologically programmed for the well-being of the baby not even for herself because there's going to be negative in impacts you know to you if you're just anxiety and neuroticism all the time like you're not going to feel great Mm -hmm. but it's not about you it's about the kid so at a biological level the child the mother is sacrificing 
for the well-being of her child. And I feel like we have a good story time to go coincide with this theory. Um, Layla, I'm pretty sure it was like the first week we brought her home when she was like a newborn. And um, I had read a lot about like co-sleeping and like if you have them sleep on your chest and your heartbeat will remind them to like breathe or regulate their breathing or whatever. It's just super helpful. So Layla was sleeping on, on me most of the time. And then I think I put her next to me, like co-sleeping. And I, I, I like fell asleep with her next to me and Asif or like between me and Asif. Do you remember this? And Asif was about to roll over and like crush her in his sleep and I like woke up right, like my intuition, like mm. I woke up right before you even touched her. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And I feel like that happened a few times, like, you know, but mm. it, it really is like. Yeah. Like, how do you explain that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, moving... Oh, do you have anything else to say on why you stay positive? Not just that, like, you know, in-depth, whatever. I don't... I mean... I used to always think that, like, Asif didn't care. <laughs> I just think, uh, like, kind of, like, stoic philosophy type of shit okay. is what is the most helpful. Like, you just have to... Like, the shit that happened is the shit that happened. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do or change about it. So would you rather now be miserable about it or would you rather move on with your life? Mm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Like you can't, if you, if you are basing your future off of the trauma of your past, you're going to have a fucked up future. Mm. So how about don't do that? Damn. Are you talking to me specifically? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah. Moving on to our next subject. Um, I wanted to touch on, like, cyberbullying. And mainly because, like, we've been dealing with it. With uh, uh, Layla's been... Uh, Do you get cyberbullied? I don't. Nobody can cyberbully me. <laughs> you cyberbully people? I will cyberbully back. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really bad. I need to work on that, to be honest. But if you say some shit crazy to me, you come at me sideways. Gonna match that energy. Literally, I just match your energy. Um, but Layla's been playing a lot of online video games. And Homegirl's been dealing with a lot of cyberbullying. Kids are mean, man. Yo, they're so insane. Yeah. They're so crazy. Like, they but tell see, Layla to, like, kill herself. I think everyone just says that to everyone. Regularly. Yeah, but that's become such a... Ra it used to be, like, rare. Now it's, like, it? the regular thing. I think it... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think... I think it's the same as it's always been. Like, kids are always bullies. They're always going to pick on each other. And now it's just online because all the kids are online. That's, I think, the only difference. I don't think but they we were gotta, this ballsy in person. I think they're worse. Because people get punched in the face. No, I think they're worse in person. No Kids way. Kids are way mean. No, they're not. Kids are super mean. They're so much meaner online. 
Are you crazy? Maybe just because you could say anything. You literally like, can, can say anything and there are zero consequences. But there's also, I think, less impact if some random stranger tells you some crazy shit online versus someone that you go to school with every day is actually really like emotionally abusive to you. I think that's probably a bigger impact. Okay. Yes. The, the point yes. is, The point is, I think, you can't protect your kids from everything. Yeah. The world is a fucked up place, mm-hmm. and sooner or later they're gonna get, they're gonna experience that. One hundred percent. And so I feel the like... point, the the point of a parent is not to protect your child from every possible thing that could go wrong and every evil and everything. The purpose is to make your child anti fragile, so that they're strong enough to overcome all that. And a lot of, and I mean, I think you can think back even for yourself. Uh, the hardship and the struggles and the negative stuff is what makes you stronger and it's what makes you learn from things. Mm-hmm. So that you have to go through those things a lot of times. Like if you were just perfectly sheltered, you would never grow. So how do you, how do you, how do you have your kid, for example, go through shit like that without them like killing themselves for real? Cause Layla has been getting very emotional about it. Yeah. She, like, she doesn't understand that it's just, like, talk online, you know? Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to her. I need to talk to her about everything, but... And she's been bottling it up. She hasn't been... She hasn't been, like, telling us. Mm. It's, like, I've been finding it out, like, by just going through her phone or, like, her computer or whatever. So, like, when you were a kid, you went through hard things and tough times and you were upset nobody and stuff. And ever you didn't talk to your parents about it, really, did you? Well, nobody really bullied me. I only remember this one instance and then this one girl. So, you were never, like, upset about anything as a I kid? I was. And did you talk to your parents about it? Or mm. did you just deal with it? No, but I was also older when mm. that happened. And, and I knew my parents were useless when it came to that. Mm. I'm not fucking useless. Like, I will... I'm not the useless parent in this situation, you know? Mm. Like, God forbid that shit happens to Layla. Like, I'm gonna fight you and your kid. I gotta pee. Super classy, Asif. Hold it down, Nora. So, yeah. Don't mess with Layla. Long story short. (laughs) No. But we weren't finished talking about that, were we? I don't know. You brought it up. What did you want to say? No, because I, I, I was saying, like, how do you, how, like, what's the, what's the balance in you telling your child to put up with it? But so what happens when they, like, kill themselves? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, because of stuff like that? Mm. I don't know. That's heavy. And it's happening more and more these days. It's happening so much. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder why. You wonder why what? Like, why? Why kids are killing themselves, like, super young. Because of stuff like that. They can't. But how is it different than ever before? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe it's just more socially normalized to kill yourself? No. Is it? No. I don't know. I I mean like I like if I remember my experience like 
I just, I personally never put up with that shit. Yeah. So what, what, you know, what makes someone put up with it? Versus like attack back. Personality, I think. I think so. So what, what are we doing? So are, do more and more people have that same like non-confrontational personality? I don't think so. Like I said, I think it's so just more socially, like, I don't, I socially normalized. I don't know. So, yeah. But I don't really know. Well, maybe you should research and get back to us. All right. Um, this is a, <laughs> a fun topic for me. <laughs> what? Polygamy. <laughs> is that a fun topic for you? Yeah. You think Explain. I'm, like, so, like, triggered when we talk about it, and I'm not. I uh, okay, love, I don't understand your perspective at I used at to all, love then, talking about it, and I still kind of do. Like, whatever. Okay. So, um, I mean, what's your... T- you totally... I mean, I, I think all men just, like, are obsessed with the idea of it, right? For sure. Um... I've never been against Except it. Except for the betas. <laughs> I was... N- no, I disagree. <laughs> so okay. it's really funny because someone commented beta <laughs> on one of our videos <laughs> with no other explanation. Um, but anyways, going back to that, I, I've never had a problem with it personally. As long as it's done cor- in the correct way. Why do you say that? Because I feel like that's so anti whatever the mainstream cultural conception of marriage is. What like, do you mean? why do you, why are you okay with it? You think? Because I see the benefits of it if it's done correctly, and when I say correctly, yeah. What do you mean correctly? According to no, no, we don't even have one marriage correctly. We can't even regular marriage correctly. Exactly, and ninety percent of y'all can't regular marriage correctly. So, so that doesn't mean don't get married. Okay, but so you can't do po- double marriage correctly. That doesn't mean don't get double marriage. Yes, either. it does. Why? Because Why the double standard? There are more rules Why for the double standard. The second marriage, so, I think, than there are for the first. Right? Why? I don't think so. Why? Well, that's why I think it's okay is if it's done correctly, like, because everything needs to be fair. And I feel like in this day and age, that's relative, Okay, right? I've heard this argument where people say, like, oh, yeah. you have to be per- perfectly equitable between your two wives if you have two wives. And there's no way you can Amen. do that. Amen. So there's then no there's way you can, no have, way two you can have two wives. So right. suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, no. It, that, that argument is an attempt to fit... The Islamic conception of marriage within the context of modern uh, morality I when disagree. it comes to uh, marriage. No, sir. Yes, it is. No, because, sir. Because listen, you're the same way that as a husband you're required to be fair between your two wives is is the exact same way that as a parent you're required to be fair between your children. No one uses that argument to say you have to be perfectly fair and equal between your children and you can't do that. So you can only have one kid according well, to Islam. Let's no be one honest. Says that. No one says that. If you can't. Yeah. A lot of people shouldn't be having children. 
Like, but no, let's but be I'm honest. saying no one is using that argument to make that point of you cannot be perfectly equal between your children, so don't have more no, than one child. It's not the same thing, But when so. it comes to a wife, they want to make that same argument. It doesn't work. It does work. No, it, 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 no, it doesn't. I disagree. No. What do you mean, no? I mean, it, it means you can't just be, like, uh, unfair between them. Like, oh, I'm a, uh, she, she's my favorite, so I'm going to give her everything. And you, you're just kind of all right, so I'll see you every other Tuesday. I mean, that like, shit's real. Yeah, but that's exactly what it's meant to prohibit. It's not meant to prohibit marrying more than one person. Obviously. That's not what we're saying. That's not what I'm saying. I thought that's what you were saying. No. That's not because. Okay, what are you saying? I think it can be done. Like I think the the guys that have fu money can do it. I think a lot of times. I think time, it's even better for people that don't have fu money. Well, yeah, but because sucks now, to suck. No, it doesn't suck to suck. I'm saying instead of having uh, two of us as a team in life to try to build and work together, now we have three people working together. <laughs> but it Our team work is going to be way. way stronger. If there's no fu money involved, just <laughs> I don't see it working. <laughs> no, if you if you have fu money, you don't need to you don't need anything. You can just buy whatever you want. Exactly. If you're trying to work together to build throughout life, no, then having an extra person to help you out with everything is going to help. It's going to be more beneficial. Wait, so you're getting married for what? You're getting married because you're going to get somebody to help you out through life extraly? Yeah, why Fuck would you not? Awesome. No. You're what do you in mean? effing denial. You're acting like a beta right Wait, now. Wait, how? What okay? are you talking about? Because the only reason you stupid men get second wives, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. is you're because... You're not triggered at all <laughs> by this subject. No, I'm triggered by you. Have you you're trying to play it off now. You're like, oh, no. Well, I'm marrying another wife just so I can get through life. No, you're doing it to get your dick wet. Shut up and admit it. Well, both. Why can't we be it's the best of both, both worlds? Y'all don't think like that. It's not both. I don't, it is. I don't believe you think like that. And maybe that's just my... Well, then you don't even have to marry vision. her. You could just have a side bitch. Exactly. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about if you're trying to do it the right way, sir. And you're so you think the only purpose of a second wife is only for sex? I think that's y'all's main purpose. Yes, absolutely. What other purpose do you guys see fit? Good point. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I can't with you. I really. For the record, I really love when Asif be contradicting himself because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but lately on these podcasts, I've been getting him hey, left hey, and calm right. Calm down how you're shaking it for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Patreon channel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my point is made. What, okay. Wait, no. I What yes, point did you make? My point. My point is, you're saying... You have saying, to be perfectly equal between them, even though one of them is only for sex. How does that make sense? No, they're both for sex. Oh. But to you, to the men involved, <laughs> to you, it's for sex. It's to the women, kinda, yeah, it's, it's more. It's and true. so we need more, okay? We what need, do you need more it needs of? To be, it needs to be worth it, okay? And what for, do you mean worth it? It needs to be worth it because we don't... We're not necessarily, I think, most... I don't know. I'm could be wrong i think a lot of us are speak for yourself you sis for the sex okay <laughs> <laughs> we want to be you know stable financially right. um taken care of taken care of yeah right 
And so if that's not equal, F off. Okay, but does it, it doesn't mean work. literally I spent 62 cents extra on her, then now I got to spend 62 cents on you? Is that what you mean by equal? Or does it just mean like don't, like, just don't be an asshole? I mean, that's a gray area when it comes down to the centage. I think if you were spending 62 cents, why not just Venmo the other wife 62 cents? You know, like <laughs> everyone's happy. <laughs> like nobody can complain, you know? That's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. Needs to be equal. All right. Fair enough. So there's that. And that's, yeah, so Asif, um, let me know when you got FU money, and we'll start the search. It's coming soon, baby. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why also I'm not against it, because if, if you, if you, if it is equal like that, like, why wouldn't I don't know. There, well, I, I mean, people just get jealous and don't want to share. Yeah, I'm down to share. Y'all can have. Hey. I need my my vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I think it actually. I mean, did you? I think it could actually make it. Could actually be way easier. I think. Of course. Because like when you're t- sick and you need a break from that other person, you just go to the other one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it gives each one enough time to like miss you and appreciate you. And then when I'm around, you don't, you don't act crazy. Yeah. It, it would be Can great. Imagine? I think. You wouldn't. Yeah. But you got to have F you money. It's coming. <laughs> um, did you think, did we, I mean, as a teenager, did you ever think about stuff like that? About multiple wives? Yeah. Cause was it, was it talked about at home ever? I feel like your dad has always been obsessed with that idea. I mean, all men are in general. Yeah, I think, I think everyone my dad's is obsessed just like, with oh, the idea. Yeah. I think every dude is just like, hey, if that could happen, that would be awesome. Right. But like as a teenager, what did you think about it? Like how? Because I feel like kids, you know, if they think about that, they're like, hell no. Is that how you felt? As a teenager, you felt like hell no. And now you feel like it would yeah. be fine. Yeah. So what changed? Living with me full time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's getting better and better, but like, still, Don't I worry. see the benefit. Don't worry, it's mutual, sis. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's mutual? Living with you full time. <laughs> Asif, kick rocks. <laughs> Don't get sensitive now. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm matching your energy always, okay? Yeah, okay. But yeah, are we done with are we done with the polygamy part? Apparently, I mean, once once we got some more money coming in, I'm gonna send out. I mean, you could you guys could send me your applications. <laughs> Good it's luck. Be an interview process. Because yeah. I really feel like that would yeah. That would be that could be a whole other reality show in itself. Yeah. Because nobody would want to be married, be the second wife to me, you know. With me involved. I feel like that would be really You're hard. You're going to be too the, intimidating? Yeah. I feel like it'd really be hard for You don't the feel other like person. there's some bitches out there that can match your energy? Um, I feel like... I feel like... In what way? I don't know. I just... I feel like... Maybe this is not even true, but right. it seems to me like it would be much more effective if, like... 
Like, I think you like I found have the to right be friends person. Yeah. with her. You know what I mean? Like, if it's just, like, some kind of rivalry type of shit, it's not going to be... It's going to be too much of a headache. It's not going to be worth it. You guys have to, like, get along. I think along that's and the like issue a lot of the time, though. And, like, w- would want to hang out with each other and shit. I think that's the issue is it becomes a rivalry. It, the da- the, the right? dating has to happen more between you and wife number two than between me and her. <laughs> <laughs> like, you two have to date and see if you guys like each other. Right. Yeah. That's why I think it could work. Like, I've had a friend in the past that I really, like, like, it was like when Asif and I were first married. Do you remember? What? Like, like I really thought, like, I would, oh, like, I loved would be her wife so much. And I was like, I could totally, like, like, I used to always think about it to myself and I joke about it with her all the time. Like, you know, if you, like, never find someone, like, <laughs> just move in with us and be awesome second wife. Like, I love you that much. How did she react to that? I mean, she'd laugh. You don't remember? We'd always joke about it. Yeah, but I was just wondering, like, did, did you ever talk to her about how she actually, like, was that awkward for her or was she, like... I don't not remember. Hmm. But Yeah, I think that way it could work I, out very Yeah, well. that's why I think it could work. It's because I've, oh, like, I had that experience. Well, you thought about it. Or I thought about, yeah, I thought about it. Also, didn't get into an entanglement. <laughs> there were no knots. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, mental health. We should touch on some mental health stuff. You know, everybody's always been asking me to touch on like my depression and anxiety stuff. Okay. So let's touch on it. Touch it, Nero. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't even know where to, the problem. Okay, here's the thing. I, the reason I haven't talked about my experience is because I feel like it's forever an ongoing thing and there's no like start and end. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to like, where do I start with it? Where do I leave it? Well, I think that's why it's a really good subject for your book because it kind of has to be a full spectrum, like full length memoir. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just one little, like, this is what happened to me for three months last right. year. And it's I think like, that's this how is people what my feel. life has been. This is my life, and it still is. And yeah. I'm figuring shit out. Yes. And trying to make progress. So maybe that's what we should talk about, is how, like, I'm a functioning, <laughs> depressed adult. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> adult is a strong word. Um, but, yeah, forever going through it. I have my ups and downs, just like, you know, a lot of people. Um, and there's no, I think lately I've been more happier because I've been physically more active. I think that's played a huge role. Mm -hmm. Would you say? Yeah. That's a big difference. I think, uh, physical exercise is super important and also just like being on a schedule is super important. Yeah. So I've, I've, um, put in a little effort to do both of those. Um, since when? Since April? Mm-hmm. A few months. So I think that's helped. Um, I did take a couple of months, I think there were a couple of weeks between then where I did stop and I wasn't like, I just gave in to like how I felt and like how I'm, cause for me, my depression, it comes like, 
Like if I'm not doing anything or I'm not busy, I'm just like, I feel like I get lethargic kind of. Mm-hmm. And I just want to sleep for 24 hours. And also it's like, how can you sleep for 24 hours? I really don't understand. And I just, I can. And it's because like my mental state. It's, I'm just Is drained. it because you don't want to like deal with things and that's a way to avoid dealing yeah. with things or mm-hmm. what? But it's, it's such a strong feeling that I don't want to deal and avoid that I become literally physically exhausted. <laughs> mm. You know? So what are the things you're trying to avoid? That's what... I have a list. Well, All this shit that I have to go through. <laughs> everything. I don't know. Just everything. So... I think I was... If you want to be better, though, I think the solution is to do those do things. Do it. No, for like sure. Just have but to I do needed it. to take baby steps. And I think my baby steps were just to... Try and not sleep all day. Yeah. And thank God I have you to support me because... I, yeah, okay, so two things. No, I you're think, welcome, now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome. I'm grateful that I have you to support me, but I feel like because you've been able to support us, you know... You've been able to get away with it. When I wasn't working, I've been able to get away with it, and yeah. I think if I was forced... To have to get up and put in the work like I used to be. Right. Um, I would have probably gotten, gotten out of it a long time ago. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I think I'll, I'm realizing a lot of it has to do with like... Because I just don't feel motivated either. And that's a big reason why I stopped like YouTube. Like I just... I wasn't... My heart wasn't in it anymore. Because of, like, living a certain way online versus offline. And, I mean, just so many things went into it. But, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think um, if if you need motivation, you got to figure out first what your goals are. Yeah. And for me, always, I've never been a goal person. That's one of the number one, do you know that that's one of the number one ways to generate positive emotion is to set a goal. And then when you see yourself making progress towards Mm -hmm. that goal, you, you get positive emotion. Mm. Like you don't get positive emotion from completing the goal. Right. You get it from seeing yourself making progress towards it. That's why as soon as you finally get to that goal, then you're like, okay, now what? That's why like people are like, oh, it's never enough. Whatever you get is never enough to make you happy because your goal is to be a millionaire. Then you see yourself getting there, making money, making money. You have a lot of positive emotion. You feel good about your progress. Once you get to a millionaire, you don't just cash in all that happiness and positive emotion. You're just like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You immediately need to find a new goal and work towards a new goal so that you can keep having that positive emotion and happiness. So Mm -hmm. it's about constantly setting goals for yourself and working towards them. Yeah. And I think, I think that's probably a big issue is that I never had like goals. Yeah. And I think, I think getting my cover girl thing made me realize, oh, I can have some goals. But at the same time, when I got my cover girl thing, up until what? Maybe this year. I was it was like the biggest mess. It was like the biggest mess men- mentally. Mm-hmm. 
But getting that made me realize, oh, I can have goals and I can reach them and whatever, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I feel like mm, how I grew up, it wasn't like taught to us to, to like dream big, you know? Yeah. It just seemed so untouchable. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my goals so are has so your mind different changed about too. that now. Yeah, like you see I higher think, goals for yourself. Oh, for sure. I feel like I can do really anything if I really put in the work. Whereas before, I felt like I'm not even going to put in the work because I probably will never get there. Mm. Yeah, see that back to the power of consciousness in your mind. For sure. That's all the difference is is what you think is possible for well, yourself. Yeah, after the cover girl thing, that gave me. I mean, just my mindset changed, and look how much I've done since then. Yeah. And who I've worked with since then. It's because we're living in a simulation. Okay. So. It's a giant video game. We're living in a giant video game. This is <laughs> grand- crazy We're living in Grand y'all. Theft Auto, and <laughs> yeah. you can do whatever you want. And, I mean, and the entire cute. world and reality bends to what you do and how you look at it. So, hmm. What? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Do you know I, about simulation theory? No, I don't care for it because I totally disagree. <laughs> what do you mean you totally disagree if you don't even know about it? I mean, you've, you've explained it to me. Just, just you saying that we're living like in Grand Theft Auto, like, go away. <laughs> Why? I disagree. What do you mean you disagree? That's bullshit. Why? Why? I don't know. It's like, it's like you're going too far. Okay, but see, this is the thing. I think the simulation theory we argument... We know what you think. <laughs> I think it's the exact same thing that all um, like traditional spiritualities have been telling us. We just never had the right <laughs> words that technology has given us to describe it. Like, think about it. If it's, the, it's telling us the same thing. It's telling us this world is not the real world. This world is an illusion. You are not really your body. You're something else that's bigger and outside of that. That's not the hmm. real reality is something beyond this. Okay. That's what all traditional spirituality tells us. And then simulation comes in and says, it, yeah, exactly. Because we can explain it now with modern technological like jargon or whatever to say this is a simulation and you are not your avatar you whatever controls your avatar and real reality is not inside the simulation but whatever is external to the simulation it's the same thing it, it just we can understand it better because now we have things as like a simulation and the concept of a simulation those concepts and words didn't exist before so we could only describe them in a more vague like spiritual type of way i think it's the same thing though uh okay (laughs) sure agree to disagree you disagree to an extent i don't know that just sounds really whacked out like i said i'm a realist so i don't know i can't think that but do you believe in a spiritual world that is more real than the physical world i feel like you if you're muslim you kind of do right so how is that more crazy than uh, i don't know i don't know because it's literally the same thing just with technology technological terminology or spiritual terminology it's the same thing uh i'm gonna get back to you on that (laughs) (laughs) 
you think of physical reality as whatever God created. Okay. And God is external to that. Right. Or you think of physical reality as whatever simulation the programmer created and the programmer is external to that. Who's the programmer? God. Okay. I just, okay. I'm right. I made a mistake. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you done with your um, video game? I guess if you don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Mm, Oh, my God. Uh, I wanted to talk about in-laws a little bit. All right. Um, I won't go too into depth since you might get triggered. I feel like that's, you can do that on your channel without, I don't need to be here for you to get into in depth, like, uh, messy talk. I'm not trying to get messy. You will love to get messy (laughs) and you could do that on your own channel. All right. Well, I have questions for you. I'm sure you do. You dipshit. (laughs) Um, so... I was thinking the other day, like, do you like that my parents aren't as, aren't involved in our relationship? Or do you well, feel like, it, or does it translate to you that they don't care? Yeah. That's the what it, second. I guess both. I mean, it's better them it not being better. involved and not caring than being overbearing uh, in a negative way, I think. Right? So I think you should be thankful. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse. That's what I think about everything. No. Every, everything could be no, way worse. No, but I mean, like, yeah, I guess my biggest question was, do you wish they were more involved in our relationship? I don't wish for anything that isn't real that I can't attain in the future. That's the only things that I wish for you is the future so accomplishments <laughs> that we are going to accomplish. Those are the only wishes Yeah, is I that have. an accomplishment because, for you? What? For them to be more involved? No, which is why it's not a wish of mine. I only wish for things that will become true in the future. Yeah. So then, why does that translate to you that they don't care? If you don't even want that. I mean, me wanting something has nothing to do with whether or not someone cares or not. Well, see, I see it as the opposite because then there's my um, yeah from your side. Yeah, where your parents, I feel like, whenever they got involved, they care too much. They no. They no. care about you too much. They care about everything too much. I don't think so. I don't think they took into account my feelings. And I think yeah, I think we should talk more in depth about in-laws just in general. Okay. Like what like for me I really struggle with how I'm going to be because I see myself as being Oh, how you're going to be as an in-law. Yeah. Okay. And I need to really like you don't have to worry about how you're going to be as an in-law. You just have to worry about yourself as a person. And then you're going to be yourself in that position. Mm, interesting. No, but like, oh my God. So if you're not a, like what we were talking about earlier, if you're not a judgmental authoritarian that can't respect anyone else's views and everyone needs to do what you need, think is right. Oh, I am when it comes to Layla. Best belief. Okay, well, you're going to be a nightmare then. <laughs> So just accept that. <laughs> That's different, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I really hope I won't. How be. is that different? That's exactly You're the shit right. that we're talking about. I we're know. just on the other end I of it. I know. God damn it. <laughs> I know. Okay. So you gotta be. 
you got to be aware of cre of becoming yes what you dislike yes like you become just like your enemies well for sure and you become like whatever you oppose yeah true like nietzsche said when you stare into the abyss it stares back into you who <laughs> who said that nietzsche <laughs> I swear there's always he, like he said he he said um when fighting monsters one should take care that he himself does not become a monster. Cuz that's what happens. When you fight monsters it turns you into a monster. So accept the monsters or watch out. Yeah. Um and someone said um, in-laws that dislike you married seven years and her Afghan in-laws still don't accept her. Is she Afghan? She doesn't look Afghan. I think that's why they don't accept you. I don't know. Why? Because Afghans like Afghans. I don't think it's just Afghans. I think it's whatever, wherever you are from. But Afghans very intensely. Y'all, yeah. I think it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty normal for anyone, especially from like a more tribalistic type of society. And it's trash. That mentality's trash. Well, that mentality was, that mentality was very useful for a long time, I think. Well, it's not anymore. Correct. It's actually the it's opposite. N- exactly. It's not useful anymore. And the thing is, you can't undo that because that's been evolutionarily programmed into us and wired our brains certain ways because it's been advantageous for so long but now in a less tribal more globalized society where everyone can be just getting along with everyone that's tearing us apart and you can't really it's not so easy to just stop that mm-hmm. so it depends on why they don't accept you i guess and at some point it's usually because they're trash themselves at some point, um, or they're jealous. You can't I live think... for other people's acceptance. It is what it is. If that relationship is not gonna ever be great, it's not gonna ever be great. That's what. Yeah, I think that's the terms I came to. Why are you looking at me? Because that's like that's the what yeah. You came to what terms with who? Like I'm not I'm I'm I think I've accepted that I don't have to have a dainty little relationship. I don't have to have that relationship. I've accepted that I don't need that. With who? What are you talking about? Your parents, like same, you know. Like I feel like I don't need to have that perfect relationship, and I feel like more at peace. Just with accepting that I don't, I don't feel like I have to have that. Mm. I feel like you pressured me all these years to thinking because you're so like into that, mm-hmm. me having that. Um, and I felt guilty because you would make me feel guilty about it. Yeah. But I think once I accepted that. Let me just make a disclaimer. I've been a fucking idiot for most of my life. And probably still am in lots of ways. So he's changing, y'all. You know, and it's take uh, take what you will, but like, you don't. When you're growing up, you don't understand anything. Yeah, you don't understand how life works, and what the fuck you're doing, and how relationships function, or how people are, or what is important. Like, you don't know any of that. 
You don't understand any of that. What? I'm getting emotional. Why? I don't know. I think I just... Whenever I... We talk about... Things that make me remember, like, how... I felt, you know? I just get emotional. Like... I should stop doing that. Stop doing what? Like, almost feeling sorry for my past self. Does that make sense? Well, I don't think it's a choice to be emotional a lot of the times. I think you obviously still need to work through it. No, I think I'm, I'm, I've worked through it myself. Like I said, once I chose to accept that, I feel happier. But you wouldn't be crying about it still then if you had worked through it. And no, I think it. I'm crying about it because it took you so long. Uh-huh. I just hate that it had to take so long. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. It's fine. I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, I... I mean, there's nothing... It never... It didn't click until it clicked, you know? Yeah, well, so what made it click? Um, I think... I grew up with, like, the Islamic teachings of, like, your parents are the most important thing, and you have to always honor and respect your parents, and everything comes secondary to that. And I think I got to a point where I've, where I think um, that can destroy your life if you choose to do that. I mean, uh, I've, I got to, to a point extent, where I realized I think there as a man, it's my duty to take care of my family and prioritize my family and lead that with love. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be constructed and built on love. And that's been my failing is like with, with our relationship mm -hmm. for most of our relationship, the base of it was, I don't think was love. What like do you mean? the base of how we interacted and what our life was, I don't think it was foundationally built on love. How? I think in a, in lots of ways it was built on like resentment and disrespect and judgmental type of shit. What do you mean? I don't know. I kind of disagree because I feel like the, what brought us together first. Yeah, what brought us together first, but I feel like over the years, like... It like how degenerates into that that like our main mode of interacting with each other was not love yeah our main mode of interacting with each other was like contempt and mm -hmm. pain and mm -hmm. disrespect mm -hmm. you know yeah and yeah. and i think um i mean i played regardless of who played what role in that it's my fault because i'm the man and i'm supposed to lead that and i'm supposed to, i'm the one that's in charge and responsible for that dynamic, regardless of whose fault it was. Whoever's fault it was, it's my fault ultimately because that's the man's duty to dictate and construct that for himself and his family mm. and his household. And I think that has to be the top priority. That's what makes you a man. So that has to be the top priority for your life. Mm. And everything else emanates positively out of that once you've done that. Our relationship has improved yeah. because of that. Our children will improve because of that. 
the dynamics in every aspect of our life will improve because of that. Mm-hmm. But it won't improve if I just try to find justifications for everything and try to blame you for your part and try to like uh, make my parents happy also. And like, that's all bullshit. That's all mean? distractions. None of that matters. What? Making them happy? Nothing. I think nothing. I think love is the only thing that matters. And everything positively emanates out of that once you've decided to base your life and your relationship on that Mm. and not negative shit. Mm. And so that didn't click until recently. Like, I didn't know that until recently. Oh, I was saying that it's the man's responsibility to build things on love. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like when you first started talking about this... You said something like, obey your parents. Like, because it's not like I ever asked you necessarily to disobey them, you know? And that's, I think, where I I blame them for a lot of it because I feel like they abused... <laughs> they abused that part of you that was so willing to obey. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a a dynamic that's impossible to escape from with anyone who has authority over anyone. Right. And I get that too because, I mean, they're your parents. But I think it's important to talk about, like, because uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that struggle with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, most relationships probably struggle with that, right? Where they feel like they're disobeying them or their parents come first over everything. Which, to an extent, yeah, but, like, I don't think it should... I don't think they should come first over your own relationship. Yeah, if they are, your parents are demanding too much and they're abusing that uh, authority that they have over you. Wow. So you agree? Yes. Because I think, like, our relationship has to be primary. Amen. And if it's not, then it's not going to go well. And, and, I... and it took me, like, nine years to figure that out. But, you know, like, I always talk about, like, I believe in, uh, like, taking responsibility for yourself. Like, yeah. self-responsibility and stuff. And I was completely blind to that this whole time. That like the main thing I needed to take responsibility for was our life and our relationship and how mm. regardless of what anyone else did, it was supposed to be on me this whole time to build it correctly. And I didn't I didn't I feel like I honestly didn't know any better, but that is on what happened and that's what I did. Mm. And that's why I feel like things are changing now because so, I yeah. got it finally. Okay. So, like, going back to, like, I think because, like, early on when you would say I fucked up was because you you would not stick up for me or whatever and you because you thought I was doing something wrong. Right. So, do you go back on that or, like... How do you, how does that play into, like, ha- that this now? 
Like, how do I think of that? Yeah. Like, do you still think I was wrong? I don't know. I haven't thought about any of that, I guess. Mm. But, um, I mean, obviously, now that I've changed my perspective on what type of orientation I'm supposed to have in life, that would change how I handle every situation, I think. So I can't go back in the past and change how well, I reacted. Well, yeah, but how would but you how would you not rate that situation? I mean, how like now would you react the same way you did then? Like do you still stick by like Like if I the was, same thing happened yeah. now? Would I yeah, I would react to it completely differently because my prioritization and view on it is completely different. Yeah, but do you still think I was in the wrong when I was when I had I really don't know. I know that you felt a certain way, mm-hmm. and maybe that's all that matters, and that's all that should have mattered to me. Amen. Well, but it comes back to that like authoritarian type of view. Like mm. it doesn't like you can't just tell other people how to be and yeah. what to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So if that's the person you're choosing to be with and that's who you love Mm -hmm. and that's who is your window to experiencing and living love and whatever, all the transcendent things to do with that that opens up for you, then that better be pretty fucking high on your priority list. You shouldn't be putting a whole lot of other things above that. And if you do, you're distorting what your relationship with love and truth should be. And so that's going to fuck up your life and things are not going to work. And that's how you can tell if something is right or true. If it's right and true and you live according to it, it will work. And if it's not right and true and you're living according to it, it's going to fuck up your life. So that's like the pragmatic evidence of it seems clear to me at this point. And is this all just because, like, you've, you feel like love conquers all? Like, ever since you realized that and how strongly you feel about that? That's where it comes from initially, yeah. So, and like, it comes if from you just didn't, thinking more about that type of stuff. So, like, if you didn't, like, that was, like, your epiphany? Or, like, what was it? Specifically to this? Yeah. Um, cause it, yeah, I couldn't say. Cause I'm trying to think of it as like an outsider. Like, how could other people, you know, figure it out or help their spouses figure it out? Because I feel like this issue is 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 a big issue for other people. I don't know that that's like the. And it sounds like you're the saying the comment. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Well, it sounds like you're saying that love conquers all, so that's what one one of your reasons. Your other reason is because you just decided to man up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Decide to not be a beta anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's a pretty good outline of it. But it has, 
what was I just going to say? That comment that was left on YouTube that I wanted to talk about was mm. someone was talking about um, most of your opinions and beliefs and thoughts are not yours. Like you heard someone else say that. And so now you just like regurgitate that. You just oh, yeah. re- reflect and echo and parrot that. So it's like what what uh, out of your beliefs or the things that you would say to someone about your beliefs or your thoughts are actually yours. It's not a whole lot. Most of what we think are just repeating things that we've heard. That's most of it. So most of us walk around with a whole bunch of ideas and thoughts that we haven't earned. They're not our own. They're just cheap imitations that we were like, oh, it will sound good if I say this because I heard other people say that. You know? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to be genuine to who you are, then you have to figure out where what your actual thoughts are. And the question is where... Where do your thoughts come from if they're not coming from someone else? Mm. Your thoughts don't come from your own conscious self. They come from somewhere else and appear in your mind, in your conscious, from something other than that, something below it, subconscious or whatever. But, you know, a thought like you don't will your thoughts into your head. Your thoughts appear in your mind as ideas, and then you can use your mind to kind of consciously think about it and rationalize and analyze the thought but where the actual thought comes from god knows but for that reason i don't think people can necessarily be convinced of things like that until they're ready Hmm. like that's what wisdom is wisdom someone can tell you something and it just you just can't get it until you're ready to get it. Ten years later, some shit will go down and you'll be like, Oh, that's what that's what he was trying to tell me. When at the time you're just like, What are you talking to me for? Shut up. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But ten years later it'll make sense to you and you'll it will click. It, like no one could have they they gave you that exact information ten years ago. You couldn't do anything with it until you were ready. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready and primed to unlock that wisdom from the information. Mm -hmm. The wisdom is something separate than the information. Right. So someone could have told me all of this 10 years ago. And if I did, if I wasn't ready, which obviously, and clearly I wasn't ready, it wouldn't have done any good. It couldn't have done any good. Mm -hmm. So I think the key is to have people to tell you, (laughs) right. That's what I'm saying. You've been telling me for 10 years and I didn't get it. Yeah. So the key I think is to help people like, to, for people to have themselves open to learning and to expanding and to analyzing themselves and how everything works and be and be ready to change what they think and what they say and how they act when they see it's either working or not. Like, you have to be able to adapt, not just stick with your same shit and you see the world falling apart all around you and we're still going to stick to this shit because we don't want to change our mind. hmm You know, you have to be willing to change your mind. hmm Don't smile at me. <laughs> um, do, we, do you want to end it? 
Sure, you got something probably, else you want to say? I mean, say? we. I feel like we're we're getting pretty good at this, and we could go on for. Okay, a well, while. if you have something else to say. No, not something else to say. I thought you meant like other things that this can go into. Oh, I don't know. What you got? Anything else? I don't know. I think it's good to just end it there, maybe. So I think now's a good time to sign off. Um, we did get our new our first voice message. If you guys don't know what that is, um, there gonna is tell you all about it. A website that you can go to. The link will be down below. And you just go. You don't need an account or anything. And through that link, you can just send us a voice message of a question or a comment. Um, so we got our first voice message, and it is from Dania Ahmed. Shout out to Shout you. Shout out to you, Dania. First of all, your voice is super sweet and, like, so cute. Where is she at? Does it say where they're at? It doesn't. You should tell. Okay, whoever leaves the next one, say where you're at, too. Yeah, that'd be really cool to just say either just your first name or whatever um, and where you live and then, like, whatever your question or comment would be. So this is our first one. Hi guys, happy well. I really want to know how do you and Asif maintain individuality while you're in a relationship? Thank you. Love you guys. I love you. You sound so sweet and your accent, what kind of is, accent so is so amazing. It? It's British, obviously. Was it? So how do we maintain our individuality? Yeah, tell me how, Nero. I feel like you're just way too strong of a personality to ever get drowned out. So there's not even I feel like that's I agree. not even a question for you. I, I feel agree, like. but I feel like I feel like if it weren't for you, oh god, you let me. You know, I feel like you're you. Oh, something positive to yeah. say about me? What a twist! <laughs> I feel what a like, twist! I feel like you've allowed my individuality to shine, especially in the last like. Two year. What just happened to you? I don't know. <laughs> Allergies? No. You got the COVID. I was like, wait, is it a year? <laughs> Last year? Yeah, you don't want to accidentally give me any extra credit. <laughs> no. No, we can't um, have that. No, here's the problem: is I've always felt silenced, but I don't know if you nec- I don't know if that was. I don't know. It's hard to tell if that was me or if that was you, but. I think when it comes down to it, you, I mean, just getting to know you really after like actually communicating. <laughs> yeah. That's, I've realized, isn't that weird? Like I, f- I feel the same. Like we've really got to know each other a lot in more the in the last year, year <laughs> than we did the rest Ever. of Ever. Mind you, in case you missed it, we have, will have been married for 10 years together for uh, 14 plus with a nine month breakup in that section but um i real i always thought like he didn't like me for me i always thought he wanted me to be shaped into a certain person but learning now like i i really i really wallahi i always thought you wanted like someone super submissive and like total opposite of me and that you just like you fell in love with me so that's like what you had to deal with like sucks for you but well, i think this after whole talking time, to you this whole time i just kind of thought you were some dumb broad that looked nice <laughs> but i actually kind of like you you're an <laughs> asshole you didn't really did you really think no, it's a joke <laughs> yeah because you got me fucked up if that's what you thought 
Go ahead. It was a joke. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't apologize. Continue <laughs> anyways. <coughs> but right? What? Do you notice how I've changed because now I Yeah, it's I that's what I that's why it was kind of also not kind of a joke because I actually like like oh I actually like you're really fun actually. I am fucking fun, Asif, and every time I would go on a trip and he'd see my Insta stories, he'd be like, "Wow, you're so fun when you're gone." Yeah, not with me. Um, listen, was... it's cuz I felt like I couldn't be fun around you. I couldn't be myself around you. I can be myself around my friends. Isn't yeah. that such a weird state that we got into? Yeah. I'm really glad we got out of that. Yeah. I mean, did we get out of it? You tell me. It seems like I we got like, out of it, but maybe don't you, you still like... don't feel like you could be around no, me. No, I do. I feel like I mm, I feel like I'm the most honest I've ever been. Yeah. I love with it. With myself, you, all the above. Doesn't it feel great? For sure. No, it's the best. It I think It feels way better to be be-, be honest. I think as shitty as this year has been for like so many other things, I think it's going to be It'll be have been the biggest growth year for Asif and I's relationship. Yeah. Hey, maybe we could actually have a good anniversary. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Don't jinx it. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, we've been doing really good for the last few weeks since you've had your realization and epiphanies and whatever. Yes, yes. Um... So what anything else? else about being an individual? Though? Yeah. Like with that being said, I feel like Asif has always supported me in doing whatever it is that I want to do to an extent. Does that make sense? So like when I started my YouTube thing, he was like all for it, but like obviously didn't take it as seriously as I, as any, I mean, he probably took it as seriously as I took it in the beginning. I, I mean, if not even that. No, I never. I didn't know YouTube was a but thing like, to take seriously. He's always. He's never said no because he know. I. I think he. He's never said no because. He knows I don't take no for an answer. But, beside <laughs> that point, <laughs> he still has never said no, and, um, what was very important to me, I think, in my, for the last ten years, was being able to travel. And I think what most people don't know is, like, I would just go, I would just be like, Asif, I'm leaving this weekend. And he'd be like, okay. And he'd just, like, hold down the fucking house and Layla and whatever and just, like, do everything when I'm gone and never say no. And I think... Can I get emotional again? <laughs> Why? I don't know, because I'm, like, really thankful that you did that. It didn't seem like a big deal to me. Well, it, I know it's a big deal, and I, I'm appreciative of it. Because I literally feel like if I die, like, tomorrow, like, I will have lived, like, the best life, you know? And I feel like mostly because of you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome now. No, I feel but, I feel the same way, and I think that I, is super cute. So I don't understand how you could feel that way and not like be positive and happy all the time. Like if you're like if I die tomorrow, I have, if I die today, I'm happy how my life turned I think out. I just like, have really high expectations for the future. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. But it would be a disservice to yourself if you didn't. Yeah. But to get just give you an idea, like I would do that all the time. Like what? Short notice. Oh, fly on a trip. Well, to me, because to me, it's like, yo, like if I could just fly anywhere that I want. Uh, yeah, it just didn't. I mean, it didn't seem like a big deal to me. Mm. Well, it means a lot to me, and I feel like I needed that to grow, I guess, you know? Because literally, like, as as badly as I didn't really want to get pregnant anytime soon, you know? I think for, like, a lot of those reasons, like, I'm afraid, like... I mean, like, no more fun or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm content. I think it couldn't have happened at a better time. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like you haven't really been doing as much lately. Well, you've mostly just been chilling here. Yeah, and because, like, that's what I'm saying. Couldn't have come at a better time because, like, Corona. Yeah, you you have to be chilling here. That's why. No, but, like, there's (laughs) so many reasons why it couldn't have come at a better time. But how do you feel? Have you felt like you've been able to maintain your individuality? Yeah. I've never thought about it, I guess. It's... I've never derived my identity from our relationship. I mean, I think about it all the time, but I think about it in a sense that, like, I'm so lucky because you you allow me to do whatever I want. So if I didn't allow you to do whatever you want, then you wouldn't have individuality? Maybe not. Hmm. I don't know if we'd be together if you didn't allow me to do whatever I wanted. Is that a threat? If it fits, Asif. You must have quit. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But. Um, but yeah, for me, I've never, I guess, got my identity from our relationship. I don't. I, I didn't like either. You gotta but you got to have some, some shit formed for yourself. At the same time, there's. Otherwise, that's going to be a fucked up relationship. If your whole identity is wrapped up in your relationship. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. That's rough. I see people where that's a thing. Yeah. Like, And that's the thing. I think most people assume that's how it would have to be if we've been together this long. Right. Like, oh, you guys have been together for like 15 years basically at this point. Like, you, there's... But I feel It has like, to be your whole identity. I but it, like, I don't think it really ever has been. Uh, yeah, and I feel like that's why we're still stronger than we could like maybe we would have lasted but just even more psychotically yeah maybe do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah so i think that's so key i mean i really wanted to end the podcast but somebody brought up something about divorce and like why she was like so why does it keep why is it so prevalent now did we talk about that in the last podcast i can't remember i don't think so there's an increase in divorce and what can we do to avoid it what do you got a really complex question it has to do with what we ground what moral architecture we ground our culture in what do you mean 
if if we don't really like for most Muslims, so I'll talk about the Muslim community in specific first. I guess right. If to if being Muslim, yeah, is nothing more than a and an external identity and group marker that we can use for identity politics and to like feel like it ha- that gives us our identity as a group. That's not going to do it spiritually or morally at all. Like you, of course everything is going to go wrong. Of course there's going to be divorce. Of course there's going to you're going to have all these different problems because what you're living and what you claim that you think you believe by being a Muslim those things are not compatible. You're not living truly based on those beliefs. You're not living in accordance to those beliefs. You're not grounded in that like substrate of belief. You're just like, oh, this is my identity at a very surface level. Hmm. So if we were, if we were actually like, like a lot of Muslims like claim to be Muslim as an identity marker, but morally they have the exact same morals of any random liberal you would find. Mm -hmm. Like that moral structure and Islamic moral structure are not the same thing. Mm. So if you're living based on this other alternative moral structure, you're probably going to have the same results as people living in that. So that's what you got to take with it. So if we're not living like morality as defined by traditional values of Islam and Judeo-Christian morals and ethics, if we're not living like that is really truly the most important thing and the thing that life is supposed to be based on, and instead we're using it as an identity and the most important things are whatever postmodern ideas are popular at the time, your, your consciousness and your soul is going to be in crisis. It's going to be divided against itself. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some dissonance between that because it's your consciousness is not in harmony with the cultural dream, I guess. Hmm. I also think that... I feel like we mentioned it kind of the last podcast, but, like, you have to understand that, like, it's going to be super tough. And if it is super tough, then that's, that's, I feel like that's normal, right? Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Nothing great was ever easy. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. And, like, like, I mean, just from having kind of, like, an outsider perspective looking in on ours, like, like we said, we've gone through so much shit, and it's just getting to the best it's ever been, and we're 10 years in. Yeah. So that, I feel like, should show. Yeah, so when you have a, a culture that's based off of, not being patient, not being understanding, immediate gratification. So when you when it's based off of that type of immediate gratification and always having alternatives available to you, then there's not a whole lot of like cultural programming and incentive to stick it out and be patient and stay with with it, you know? Yeah. You're just like, oh, there's 
500 alternatives. Why would I stay here? Because it sucks today. Mm. And the thing about a marriage is it's going to suck a lot of days. And you got to just stay anyways. Or you leave for a couple of days, too. <laughs> right on I'm not laughing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> or you lock them in the garage for, like, you know, 20 minutes or so. It's the small victories. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but shout out to Dania again for sending us a voice message. Anybody can send it, like we said. The link will be down below. It's super easy. You can just record it on your phone. Um, don't forget to follow our socials. Rate us on... Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm going to be having a Patreon account soon. I already set it up. I just haven't picked the tiers yet. And I think that's where I'll probably do a lot of like story time stuff. I was thinking like doing like just different, different content that I wouldn't post on my, my personal channel. Oh, different content now? Different content. You know, OnlyFans type shit. Um. Hey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you can't just hit my boop. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and watching and tuning in and rating us on Apple. Giving us a review. Five stars, hopefully. And yeah. You got anything else? No, but thanks for sticking with us. Episode four. Shout out to the haters. We're out. I hate that. No, come back. No. no. <laughs> you got to leave with that. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Can we leave on this note? What? We had asked you guys last time what we should call you guys. <laughs> and there were a couple. There were a couple. Ones, one of them I didn't really understand. The other one was just like, just call us the hose. So <laughs> I like that idea. Shout out to the hose and the haters. To, shout out to the hose. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye.